the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. With a reasonable answer for the hope that lies within us, this is Contending for the Faith with Dr. Jerry Buckner. And now, to introduce Dr. Jerry Buckner, here's Gary Bell. Well, good evening and welcome to another exciting edition of Contending for the Faith with your host, Bay Area pastor, lecturer, counselor, and expert on the cults, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner. Well, the October 7th, 2023 Hamas attack on Israel was the bloodiest in Israel's history and the deadliest for the Jews since the Holocaust. We've seen and heard reports from the Middle East on the horrible, heinous, and barbaric killings of Jews. However, in light of the Bible and history, this is nothing new or surprising. Behind all of these acts is Satan and his demons working according to Ephesians 6.12. Warfare is not only physical, but it is also spiritual. So stay tuned to tonight for part two in our new series entitled The Genocide Attacking Christmas. But we are not pretending, we are contending for the faith. Dr. Buckner, how are you tonight? Brother Gary, I'm truly blessed. And thank you so much for that challenging and uplifting introduction. And we want to thank everybody out there in Radio Land for joining us for another edition of Contending for the Faith. Well, boy, we are so excited about this new series because it's so relative to everything that we're going through today. And... Uh, Contending for the Faith is all about that, addressing the current issues of our day and giving answers and reasons for the Christian faith, as it says in 1 Peter 3 and 15. And the, this genocide is happening all over the world. And it's also uh, happening in the Middle East, but it's happening in right in your backyard. You know, Satan is busy uh, everywhere, going to and fro, as the Bible says seeking whom he may devour. And tonight we are coming to part two of this series. And let me just kind of define for you what the word genocide means. It's a noun, and it's defined as a deliberate killing of a large number of people uh, from a particular nation, ethnic group, uh, with the aim to wipe completely off the face of the earth or to destroy uh, off the face of the earth. And Satan uh, is uh, all about that. And he uh, was behind all the Hitlers of uh, history and even uh, today. And in uh, Genesis 2 and 17, God warned Adam and Eve, if you eat of the forbidden fruit, you will surely die. And they did eat of that forbidden fruit, and they did die, just as God said. And so in the body of uh, my series, uh, I want to talk with you and continue to talk to you about uh, 10 attacks 
on Christmas. And this is so uh, true today. And let me uh, go over number one again. And we want to encourage you to get your Bibles and get to a table with uh, pen and paper and take some good notes here. Uh, so number one out of this uh, series of 10 genocide attacks upon Christmas, uh, the first genocide attack uh, is what happened in the Garden of Eden. What happened in the Garden of Eden. And I asked last week, and I've asked a lot of other people, and they've not been able to get the answer. I asked a trivia question. When was the first capital crime uh, and death penalty that took place in the Bible? And the answer is in the Garden of Eden. And the, that death genocide crime and penalty came upon the entire human race. Uh, the Apostle Paul said in Romans 5 and verse 12, if you care to write that down, wherefore, as by one man's sin entered into the world, and death by sin, and so death passed upon all, not just some, death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. And in Hebrews chapter 9, verse 27, it says, And as it is appointed unto men once to die, but after this is the judgment. That is saying that the death sentence, what happened in the Garden of Eden, my friend, is a death sentence and a capital crime upon all of us. And thank God for Jesus coming up into this world to die for your sins and mine so he could lift off that capital crime from you. But if you don't repent and turn to him, that capital crime will take you into a Christless eternity separated from God. You don't want that to happen. Now, so we all have an appointment with the undertaker. Now, uh, you know, it's interesting for me to say this, that uh, you came into the world with nothing and you will leave with nothing. And I've never seen a hearse carry a U-Haul. Have you? You know, that doesn't happen. Now, number two, and I want to uh, build on this number two uh, tonight. The second genocide on Christmas is that Jesus said in John 8 and 44, Jesus calls Satan a murderer and a liar. He said that he was those two things. He called him in John 8, 44, a murderer and a liar. Now, I want to really develop this because I want you to really see what's going on in our world today and who's behind all of this stuff. You know, we get our eyes on man. We said, oh, these men are evil men. Yes, they are. But you know what's more evil than them is Satan, because it tells us in Ephesians 6 and 12, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, its powers, against rulers of darkness and spiritual wickedness in heavenly places. Satan is a spirit of the air, and he is he comes into this world and reaps havoc when people open up their hearts to him. Now, Jesus called him a murderer and a liar. He called them those two things in John 8 and 44. He said, you are of your father, the devil, and the lust of your father ye will do. He was a murderer from the beginning. Take note of that word beginning. I want to mess with that. 
and abode not in the truth, because there is no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own, for he is a liar. Notice he's used the word liar two times, and the father of it. Jesus gives us a revelation on Satan and the devil's true character. Jesus described him as a murderer from the beginning and also a liar from the beginning. He lied to the, the, the angels that followed him. You know, his lie goes all the way back to heaven. You know, I'm going to go a little bit further than just the Garden of Eden, too. He lied to the angels in heaven that followed him. And he set up a death blow to himself and to the angels in heaven, those who have followed him, because they all going to be cast into the lake of fire one day. Question, from the beginning of what? In the beginning, going all the way back to heaven and the Garden of Eden, he lied to, uh, the devil lied to these angels that followed him. Now they're demons. And uh, he got into the Garden of Eden, and he lied to our foreparents. And he's lying to people today as well. And he's murdering people left and right, not only in a war, a battle war, but also with fentanyl, with drugs, with alcohol abuse, with uh, all sorts of killing and uh robberies and all this stuff. Satan is behind this stuff. And he calls him, Jesus calls him a murderer and a liar from the beginning. Why? Also, he was a liar and a murderer or a murderer and a liar from the beginning when he possessed Cain to kill his brother, Abel. Now, let's take a more in-depth study of Cain and Abel in Genesis chapter four. I really want you to, I really want to develop this in more detail. Now, these two brothers, with some biblical scholars believe that they might have been twins because of the rapid birth that took place with them. We need to consider these two brothers and, and as an important seeds sown in Genesis chapter four. Go with me, taking us back to Genesis chapter 4. Now, uh, I'm talking about two seeds sown, and I want to develop these two seeds sown. One seed was a righteous seed sown, and, uh, and even with his offering, and the other seed was an unrighteous seed sown. Now, make sure you make a note of this now. This is important stuff even with his offering. This is proof by the fact that the New Testament speaks of both Cain and Abel in, now write these passages down, because I'm dealing with an in-depth study on Cain in particular and Abel. And in Jude 11, it talks about Cain and Abel. It talks about it in 1 John 3 and 12 and Matthew 23 and 35, and Hebrews 11, verse 4, and Hebrews 12 and 24. 
Now, I believe that the Lord Jesus Christ was alluding and pointing to Cain in John 8 and 44, when he said that the devil was a murderer from the beginning. From the beginning of what? Even with Cain, uh, he became one with the devil, and both Cain and the devil were both involved with the murder of Abel. But the devil was the main murderer behind Cain, using Cain and influenced Cain to do a murder of his brother Abel. Also in John 8 and 44, make note of this. The Lord Jesus said that the devil was a liar when he speaks out of his own self, for he is a liar and the father of it. Now, I believe that this also points to Cain, referring to the lie that he told God when he asked him about his brother Abel in Genesis 4 and verse 9. Cain lied to God in his presence. Therefore, Cain was not only a murderer, but also a liar. You ever thought about it like that from the context of Genesis 4? Therefore, the Lord the Lord's words in John 8 and 44 is evidence that the story of Cain in Genesis chapter 4 is a battle between the seeds. Now, the reason why I'm, I'm going to bring this to a conclusion, but the reason why I'm dealing with these seeds, because this spiritual battle today between God and the devil is a battle of the seed. And when you look at, with me in Genesis 3, and 15, a trivia question. Where is the first prophecy in the Bible? Answer, Genesis 3 and 15. Let me read it, see? Uh, and Because God said, after Adam and Eve had fallen into sin, he says, quote, I, and I will put enmity between thee and the woman, and between thy seed and her seed, and it shall bruise thy head and shall bruise his heel. Now, here is a physical war between seeds. Now, I'll have to close up on this soon, but the devil is at war to destroy the seed of Jesus. He tried to do it at his birth, his seed at his birth, because it's a prophecy saying that the enemy will attack the seed and, and the seed of the woman. The curse after the cursing was a physical curse of the serpent, and God, in turn, did a spiritual curse of the serpent, which is the devil. Now, I want you to see this. It's so powerful. I'm going to develop this more next time, but if you look at Revelation chapter 12, you see that the devil came at the, the, the woman in the wilderness and her seed and made war against it. The devil is trying to destroy every child of God that is the seed coming through Christ. And you better protect that seed. You better watch that seed. You better pray around the seed because he want to destroy every Christian and every Christian generation. And that's why he's attacking so many fathers in the homes because if he can destroy the men in the home and get that number one seed, then he can destroy the entire family. That's why we need to pray for men to be 
the godly heads that God has called them to be. Because if they go down, a lot of times the whole family will go down. Lord, let's pray. It's in closing. Dear Lord, we ask you to forgive us for allowing the devil to attack our seed and lead it in the wrong direction. We pray that we'll get in tune with Jesus as the real seed and follow him as the remnant in faithfulness. And Lord, we repent of every sin in our life. We surrender to you right now. And we ask these things in our Heavenly Father's name through Christ. And we say together, amen. Brother Gary. All right, it's time for us to take that commercial break. Our phone lines are open. We'll be right back with more of Contending for the Faith. You're listening to Contending for the Faith on AM 1100 KFAX, the spirit of the Bay. Well, welcome back to Contending for the Faith with your host, Bay Area pastor, lecturer, counselor, and expert on the cults, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner. I'm Gary Bell. Once again, pick up that phone and give us a call. We want to hear from you. If you have questions or comments for us, if you have a prayer request or prayer need, you know, we always say prayer should be your first response, not your last resort. God is right there willing to hear your prayer. He knows what's on your heart. He wants to hear from you. And so when troubles hit us, a lot of times we want to run to mom and dad or we want to run to the neighbor down the street. But the first thing we need to do is run to God. Seek him first. It's okay to get help from other people and to get wisdom, but prayer should be your first response, not your last resort. So we want to encourage you tonight. Be quick to pray always. And speaking of prayer, we want to thank all of you who have been praying for contending for the faith. Those of you who are longtime listeners and longtime supporters, we thank you so much for being consistent in prayer as well as being consistent in giving. This is a listener-supported ministry, and we need your consistent prayers as well as your consistent giving. There's two ways that you can donate. You can address a check or money order to Contending for the Faith, P.O. Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. That's Contending for the Faith, Post Office Box 553, Tiburon, California. That's spelled T-I-B-U-R-O-N, California, 94920. Now, the second way is so much simpler. Simply go online to contendingfaith.org. That's contendingfaith.org. Click on the donate button and you'll be a blessing for time and eternity. We cannot thank you enough for your consistent prayers as well as your consistent giving. And so we just also want to encourage you um, to two things. Number one, Dr. Buckner will be speaking Next Sunday, December the 10th, at Tree of Life Christian Church that's located at 4140 Peralta Boulevard in Fremont, California. He'll be speaking at the 1030 a.m. service, and his topic will be the seven principles of a true spiritual warrior. So for more information, you can call him at area code 415-721-1778. 
And remember, when you do call this number, please be sure to leave your number because it won't pick it up automatically. So that system isn't set up that way. So please, when you call in at area code 415-721-1778, leave your number. So it's going to be an exciting time. We want to encourage you if you're available that day and can stop by. Once again, it'll be at the Tree of Life Christian Church. That's next Sunday, December 10th at 1030 a.m. in the morning service. Church is located at 4140 Peralta Boulevard in Fremont, California. And his topic will be the seven principles of a true spiritual warfare. Also, just want to let you know that next Saturday night, uh, we won't be in the studio live, but we will be having the best of contending for the faith. So you won't be able to call in, but you'll be able to listen in and uh, take notes as well. So want to encourage you and remind you, we'll be back in studio December the 16th. And, you know, through the month of, through the months of month, uh, December and January, you know, with Christmas and holidays and so much going on, there'll be uh, a few days where we'll probably be out of the studio, but, you know, it's a busy time. Uh, we just uh, want to give you a heads up. Uh, we'll make sure that you are aware of when we're going to be in and when we're going to be out. So it's going to be a busy time as well, I'm sure, for you all as, as as listeners as well. So we just want you to be encouraged and continue to pray and continue to listen in because we will always have something on the air, the best of contending for the faith or a live broadcast. Either way, you're going to be blessed. All right, Dr. Buckner, you're about ready to uh, entertain these calls. Yes, let's do that, Brother Gary. Sounds like a winner. All right. We have uh, Jermaine holding on line one. Brother Jermaine, how are you doing there? Well, hello. Yes, how are Jermaine. you doing? Okay, there you guys go. Yes, are you yeah. there? <laughs> yeah, I can hear you. Uh, the audio oh, sounds a little weird, but um, I, I just wanted to ask about the significance of the red heifer ceremony in Numbers 19 for uh, our time, because I know it's more of an old tem temple sacrifice, but I wanted to hear your breakdown of that because I, I thought our sacrifice was Jesus Christ. Well, you're absolutely right. Um, it, that was the the uh, sacrifice of the red heifer uh, was something that was uh, a reddish brown cow, uh, probably young since no yoke had uh, been laid on it. Uh, this cow was burned and it was, and the ashes was used as an agent of purification. You can see that in, uh, verse nine. Uh, but it's a, it's all a typology pointing to Christ because when you read the book of Hebrews, um, the writer uh, says God doesn't take any pleasure in the sacrifice of bulls and and uh you know animals but in his son so and it makes it very clear in uh hebrews chapter 8 2 uh that uh the covenant the old covenant has become obsolete and vanished away so people who are trying to uh live under this conditioning today uh is uh, going against the grain of what Jesus has taught and the apostles and the writer of Hebrews that we're under a new covenant now 
and that new covenant is Christ. And uh, in Colossians chapter 2, uh, the Apostle Paul says that uh, uh, the, all of these things, the new moon, the festivals, and all of that stuff is a, is a shadow, and Christ is the substance. So, uh, you know, we don't get involved with the old covenant now. Uh, we're under a new covenant. We're not under the Mosaic laws and ceremonies and all the things that he was doing with the, the old sacrifices and stuff like that. Uh, we're under a whole new covenant now, and the old covenant is obsolete. If somebody does a thorough study of uh, Hebrews chapter 8, it lays that out. And uh, so uh, were you around some people that were trying to argue uh, the old covenant, or what, what was the deal? Remember correctly, CBN was doing a story a while back on the uh, preparation for the Red Heifer Ceremony that it looks like they're anticipating sometime next next year over in Israel. And, you know, I know that that's our ally and everything, but it just, to me, I don't know if that's something to be celebrated in the manner they were. If anything, you know, I felt like, well, we should be preaching Christ to anyone who Absolutely. still thinks we need a sacrifice. Absolutely. So, well, you're, you know, that's where the, it came from. Yeah, the writer of Hebrews talks about a better covenant. And then in Hebrews 8 and verse 13, a new covenant he has made the first old. Now that which decayeth and vanish old is ready to be vanished away. And in the Greek is uh, obsolete. Uh, we are not to be living under the old covenant, but we are in a new one now. And if we, th this was the problem that was wrong uh, with uh, the uh, earlier passage in Hebrews chapter six, you know they the 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 problem that was going on with the uh, Jews, many of them that became Christian, they were uh, you know being tempted to go back uh, to uh, sacrificing, and this is a really good point that you probably want to share with uh, some other people uh, that. Uh, you go to Hebrews chapter 6, and it talks about that those who are attempting to go back to the law and the ceremonies and the things that you're talking about, uh, it says in Hebrews 6 uh, and verse 4, for it is impossible for those who were once enlightened and have tasted the heavenly gifts and were made partakers of the Holy Spirit. And uh, he talks about have tasted the good word of God and the powers of the world to come, if they shall fall away and be renewed them again to repentance, uh, seeing that they have crucified to themselves the Son of God afresh and put him to open shame. So what I would challenge you to do with those people that are trying to argue that, the writer of Hebrews says you're trying to, uh, you're literally trying to put Christ again to death, and you're trying to bring in something that's old. And uh, he was warning uh, the uh, Jewish Christians, don't go there. And then when you look at the book of Galatians, uh, they were constantly trying to get uh, the Galatian Christians, the Jewish people, to go back to 
the ceremonies and the laws and everything. And Paul was letting them know that uh, he was rebuking them in the book of Galatians. It says, uh, the, the, the works of the law is a curse. Those who do the works of the law is a curse. He mentioned that clearly in the, the book of Galatians. So what you're sharing is and uh, is right along the line of what Paul was dealing with in the right of Hebrews. And I would just give to them Hebrews chapter 8 that I mentioned to you, as well as Hebrews uh, 6, and then I'd lay that on them and say, you know, it's impossible, as the writer says, to renew them to uh, salvation if they go back to all of the ceremonial things. So that's clearly coming from the Word of God, and that takes precedent over any Jew, any Gentile, or anybody else. So hopefully that helps out. Yeah, it helps out a lot. Um, I, I wish they would give you a segment on CBN. Amen. Maybe one day they will, you know. Uh, I I debate people too, so you just never know what God's going to do. But you got some good stuff there. I know we got to get ready to go to another commercial, but you have some good stuff there, some good ammunition, and let me know how it turned out. But yeah, utilize Hebrews six and uh, the uh, Hebrews eight uh, and 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 Colossians two, and that's uh, really good. And then also Romans fourteen. Don't judge man upon what he eats or drink. You know, so use that too. So, all right. Uh, God bless you, brother. And Merry and Christmas. Right. Merry right. Christmas to you. I'll turn it over to Gary. Uh, uh, by the way, Jermaine, thank you for prayers for my wife. I appreciate that. Hey, Amen. Oh, yes, sir. Well, it looks like it's time for us to take a commercial break. Our phone lines are open. Once again, that number is 1 888 That's 1-888-367-5329. We'll be right back with more of Contending for the Faith. You're listening to Contending for the Faith on AM 1100 KFAX, the spirit of the Bay. Welcome back to Contending for the Faith with your host, Bay Area Pastor, Lecture Counselor, and expert on the cults, Dr. Jerry L. Butner. I'm Gary Bell. And once again, I want to thank all of you who have been praying for Contending for the Faith and all of you who have been so generous to donate to this ministry. It is such a precious thing, and we take it very seriously. And we can't thank you enough for all that you do in support of contending for the faith. There's two ways that you can donate. Address a check or money order to Contending for the Faith, P.O. Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. That's Contending for the Faith, Post Office Box 553, Tiburon, spelled T-I-B-U-R-O-N, California, 94920. Second way is so much easier. Simply go online to contendingfaith.org. That's contendingfaith.org and click on the donate button and you'll be a blessing for time and eternity. It's that simple. And once again, we want to remind you that Dr. Buckner will be speaking next Sunday, December 10th at Tree of Life Christian Church located at 4140 Peralta Boulevard in Fremont, California. He'll be speaking at the 10.30 a.m. Sunday morning service. And his topic will be the seven principles of a true 
spiritual warrior. So for more information, you can call at area code 415-721-1778. And when you call this number, be sure to leave your number on the recording because it won't pick up your number automatically. We need you to leave your number and and, uh, make sure that Dr. Buckter can reach you. Again, that's next Sunday, December 10th at the Tree of Life Christian Church, located at 4140 Peralta Boulevard, Fremont, California. Uh, It'll be at the 1030 a.m. Sunday morning service. This topic will be the seven principles of a true spiritual warrior. So we want to encourage you, come out if you can, you and you will be blessed. Uh, just a reminder that next Saturday night we will be out of the studio. It won't be a live broadcast, but we'll have the best of contending for the faith. So you won't be able to call in, but you can definitely listen and take notes, and you will be blessed. We'll be back December 16th. So we just want to encourage you um, that during the month of December and January, to a degree, <clears throat> we have a lot of activities going on. So there may be times when we have uh, the best of contending for the faith, but either way, you will be blessed. All right, Dr. Buckner, you about ready to go to our next caller? Yes, and before we do that, thank you, Brother Gary, for those announcements as well. And we do want to encourage everyone that listens to this program to come out. I would love to meet you. And above all, uh, this teaching on spiritual warfare is going to revolutionize your personal life. It will revolutionize your marriage, revolutionize uh, your business and everything, your walk with God. And I talked to a pastor friend of mine, and he was so touched about this. I ended up doing a seminar on spiritual warfare at his church. And when I told him about it, uh, where I was going to be doing it at, uh, he uh, got so excited that he said uh, he's going to have his associate uh, lead the church and he's going to bring some members of his church over to hear me. And uh, this is going to be at an all-Asian church, a really unique setting. And the pastor there is a young man who uh, was my engineer at the seminary where I teach at, Gateway Seminary, uh, Joshua Pan. So we want to encourage you to come out and you will be blessed and it will help to uh, really strengthen your walk with God, especially if you've had battles with the devil, the flesh, and the world. And then it's when you'll have it, uh, the link as well, uh, that you can, uh, you know, zoom in on the link and connect with the link. Uh, you have that, Brother Gary? Uh, let's see, that link I have for you just a second. Down at the bottom. Radio, here we go. The link is uh, www.youtube.com. Is that the. Yes. And say that It's a live stream at www.youtube.com backslash at TOL dash ROOTS 2267. That's quite a mouthful. I think if you want that link, if you didn't catch that, give Dr. Buckner a call at area code 415-721-1778. But again, that live stream will be 
youtube.com backslash at T-O-L-R-O-O-T-S-2267. Ooh, that's a mouthful. I know that's right. Amen. It's going to be a thorough teaching. So I'll be doing a part one in the morning and then we'll have a break. And then I'll we'll come back after the lunch break and I will continue with part two. So, all right. Well, are you ready to get to uh, our caller? Oh, yes. Uh, we have Sophia online too, waiting. All righty. Sophia, are you there? Oh, yes, I'm here. All right. How are you doing? I'm doing very well. I want to quickly thank, not quickly, earnestly, I want to say, Gary, how happy I am your precious wife, Barbara, came through the surgery. And I'd like to pray to the Lord to anoint the hands, of course, that she continues to feel better. I want to anoint the, the Father to anoint the hands of all the technicians, all the doctors who will be administering any protocols she might have to go through now, that there won't mm-hmm. be any side effects, it'll kill the cancer completely, make sure it stays away. Well, it's gone now, but just keep it away and that she not have any side effects. I ask this in the name of Jesus. Amen. So, Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Well, thank you so much. We really appreciate that. It's very kind of you and the Lord. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. All righty. And what's, what's on your heart? Well, I tell you, I... I'm very confused, so I'll be brief. If you go to Matthew 22, 1 through 14, about the marriage um, uh, feast, and it's very confusing because he has this wedding feast. He tells his servants to go out and invite everybody, and all the people invited don't want to come for one reason or another. So, And they even, they even mistreat his servants. Some of them kill them. So he goes, he kills the murderers, and then, you know, burns the city. And then he says to the servants, the slaves, go out and get anyone you want, good and bad. Now, this is the confusing part. He says, bring in anybody you meet, good and bad, and bring them to the, the feast because everything's ready. So he does that. But then when the king is going around, he sees a man and he says, wait a minute, you don't have the garment on. Um, how did you get in? The man is speechless. So he basically says, throw him into the darkness, the gnashing of teeth. So I'm confused because he says, get the good and bad. So why did he um, throw that man out in particular? And then only some can, can he only, only few, it says only few can go. So I don't understand the whole thing. Yeah. Well, if you don't have the garment on, mm-hmm. that's, the clo- that's the clothing of righteousness. <laughs> and that's what. Christ clothed us with, you know, even uh, Adam, you know, the first religion that started in the world today, mm-hmm. back in history, was in the Garden of Eden when uh, Adam and Eve, uh, they tried to hide and clothe themselves, uh, you know, with some skins that was different from what God wanted. And God probably killed the lamb and clothed them. So this gentleman is coming in and he's not clothed in righteousness. And that is so true for all of us. But let me kind of make sense uh, out of the insensible and take fusion out of confusion for you. Uh, This parable uh, is, and and this will help you to better understand it. Jesus, in most of his parables, is addressing the religious leaders because uh, they were self-righteous, they thought because they were Jews, 
they had a, a right to the tree of life and a right to the kingdom of God. They felt that they had the right king. That's why in this context, he mentions the king. That's referring to God and, uh, you know, and Jesus as well, because they're, they're king. And what's happening is that he's addressing the religious leaders. Even when you look at the parable uh, of the uh, prodigal son, you know, when he, re when, when the, the son, the other son, because there were two prodigal sons, not only one, but the other prodigal son that was jealous of the other one coming in, this is the attitude of the righteous uh, religious leaders. Jesus is kind of like, you know, knocking them right in the head spiritually uh, because they are self-righteous. They believe that because they're fasting and their their rituals and tradition that they have a right to the tree of life. And Jesus told them, your traditions have made the, the, the word of God to no effect. So in a nutshell, this parable is about how the kingdom of God is open to everyone, not only to the Jews. And the bride is the church and the marriage feast is our Lord Jesus. And he is inviting uh, those to come in and the religious leaders and some of the Jews think that they are uh, righteous and they can do it their way. And Jesus said, wait a minute, no, uh, I'm telling you to do it my way. Uh, and they decide not to do it his way because he said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. So he sends out this invitation, right, to uh, all of the people and the religious leaders and the Jews, they are rejecting it, the religious leaders. And so what he ends up doing, he sends to them to try to get their attention again, the, uh, some of the leaders that are Christian leaders. And what they end up doing is killing all of them. And so it gets to the point where God simply gets to the point where he judges all those eventually who was rejected the invitation. And he sends them out, out to out of darkness with the gnashing, weeping and gnashing of teeth, as it says in verse 13. And he says in verse 14, for many are called, but few are chosen. So he's calling the Jews to come to him and even he's calling the Jews in the Middle East, about 99% of them are not Christian, Muslim. And he's calling them still today, come, come. And religion and rituals and tradition can send a lot of people to hell. And we see that in some denominations today. They let their religion, they let their rituals get in the way of the king of kings and Lord of lords. So anyway, that's basically it in a nutshell. I've tried to do a Reader's Digest condensation of this, of this parable. But always remember when Jesus does parables, most of the time he's coming right at the religious leaders who think that their self-righteousness is above everything else. And Jesus is telling them, no, you, you, your righteousness is filthy rags. So that's what it's saying in a nutshell. Hopefully that helps you out. Well, I just want to say quickly, this is so fabulous, because what you do, Dr. Buckner, you know the word so well, you give the context, you explain the parable, but you always bring it back to us right now. 
and how significant it is to us even right now. And that is so brilliant and so wonderful and why I listen so intently, because it's not just learning about the Word of God, which, of course, is everything, but how it applies to us right now. So God bless you both, and thank you so much. Well, thank you so much for always bringing some good questions. We appreciate you as well. God bless you. Thank you. Good night. Merry Christmas to you as well. All right. All right. Another we call. One more caller, right? Yeah. Yes, we do. We have Gilda. Can you uh, uh, reiterate the question? I don't think the listening audience heard. I, I think I see on here that it's uh, when did the system of the Pharisees, uh, when did the system of the Pharisees uh, start and why? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's what I see. So because our time's almost out, let me just kind of break this down as quickly as possible. Uh, we want to say that uh, during the inner New Testament period, time is when the Pharisees pretty much came around. This is talking about the uh, period of 400 years before the birth of Christ. So uh, during the second century BC, around 170 or 160 BC, uh, the second important Jewish group emerged, which was the Pharisees and the Sadducees. I have a name for the Pharisees. Uh, I generally kid around and say Pharisees. They were called Pharisees because they were couldn't see. And then the Sadducees, they were very sad, you see. The, the Pharisees promoted the observance of the Jewish rituals and the study of the Torah. The, the Torah is the five books of Moses. The Pharisees were common people, but not, but uh, knowledgeable regarding the law. They taught in the synagogue. They interpreted the Torah and the oral traditions. The Sadducees started around 150 to 140 BC. Uh, they linked to Judaism to the temple. So um, they became very important during that period because uh, many of the Jews were still into the observance of the Jewish rituals and study of the Torah, and they em- emphasized that, so they became very popular. But we're talking about the inner New Testament period is pretty much when they gave birth. And why? Because the people were still into the law and into the Torah and into the rituals, and they became very popular around that, even during the time of Jesus. And Jesus was battling with them all the time, uh, trying to get them to the Word of God over the traditions. And he said, you know, uh, study, you know, the Word of God, because what you think is true is not. And then he said, your traditions has made the Word of God to no effect. So hopefully that helps out. Uh, and uh, give you something to chew on, Gilda. Uh, Okay, Brother Gary, I'm going to turn it over to you, my brother. All right. Well, we've come to the end of tonight's exciting broadcast, and we'd like to thank Vince, our engineer, and you, our listening audience, for being part of tonight's program. It's important for us to hear from you. Your letters and cards are an encouragement to us, so please drop us a note. Let us know how the program has blessed you. You can reach us at Contending for the Faith, P.O. Box 553. Tiburon, California, 94920. 
Please keep us in your prayers until next time when we once again give you the opportunity to ask questions, make comments, and dialogue with Dr. Buckner, always with one purpose in mind to equip, exhort, and better enable you to contend for the faith. I'm Gary Bell. May God richly bless you. J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.